This is the Transcend Human Podcast, a weekly show where we learn what it means to rise above the human condition. We hope the conversation today is just what you need for the week ahead. Right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Transcend Human Podcast, November 21st, 2022. Glad to have you with us today. Um, This week is going to be an interesting one. Let's just put it that way. When I started thinking through the possible topics for this week, um, there were a couple of things that I had put on a list. um, And this one was just kind of at the bottom, just as a, oh, I could always do that one. but over the week, it, it eventually just rose to the surface and I decided, yeah, I'm just going to do it because it's going to be fun. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time introing it, um, but we'll just jump right into the minute of transparency because I believe that that will help not only set it up, but also just give you some background into uh, how my week's been going, how the last couple weeks have been going. So minute of transparency for today, getting intentional. So this past week, it was my birthday, uh, 52 years young, uh, feeling maybe 47, 48-ish. I, <laughs> I don't know. Tammy asked me that the other day. She goes, so do you feel 52? I don't know. What is 52 supposed to feel like? I have no idea. All I know is that I feel better today than I did back in my 30s at some point and possibly at my 40s at some point. So I can't complain. Then at some point she asked me, well, what are you going to do for your birthday? Uh, My birthday was on a Friday and I just kind of gave her the deer in the headlights look and I'm like, "Uh, nothing, like I'm going to work. And that's when she read me the riot act and basically said, dude, you've got to be more intentional about doing things for yourself. Um, Intentionality, something I'm not the greatest at, something that she's much better at. Maybe it's because I'm an Enneagram 1 and she's an Enneagram 7. Maybe it's because I'm low-key most of the time and she's a little higher energy. Maybe it's because I'm an introvert and she's an extrovert. I have no idea. I just don't typically think about taking the day off when it's my birthday. But I did anyways because she told me to. So this is our schedule of events on Friday. First off, I slept in a little more than I normally do. Uh, Tammy went and worked out, then she came home, we had showers, and then we headed to Costa Mesa. Went to Sidecar Donuts. Um, They have this thing called Fritter Friday. Uh, It's literally the only day of the week that they have apple fritters, and I love apple fritters. So that was fun. Um, it's, It's a drive, so I don't typically go. If it was close to my house, I have a feeling I would be there on the regular. After that, um, I got my free Starbucks drink since it was my birthday. Uh, After that, we stopped at Nothing Bunt Cakes to grab a couple of their small personal Bunt Cakes. Um, Not because either Tammy or I wanted them, uh, but more because we have a five-year-old in the house, and all she's been able to talk about is blowing out the candles on a birthday cake when it was my birthday. So we did that more for her than for us. Uh, Next, we went to The Wedge which is a small beach at the end of Balboa Peninsula, uh, known for crazy wave heights and basically surfing at your own risk. 
it's always fun to head down there and just to see, you know, is anybody out there surfing? What are the waves like? Well, Friday, it was next to nothing. Um, very little wave uh, activity, but still fun nonetheless. Uh, Tammy and I walked up and down the beach, talking, laughing, basically going over what another year of my life uh, had looked like. After that, we grabbed some of our favorite Mexican food, Sancho's Tacos. Uh, from there, we drove back into Irvine, picked up the little one at her after-school program. At home, we threw a candle on one of the small bunt cakes, and we let the kiddo and our 18-year-old uh, sing happy birthday. Uh, then the little one went down for the night, and then I wrapped up the day by helping Tyler build something for the trunk of his Miata. Um, I think when we were done with that, I may have watched a few episodes of Breaking Bad with Tyler. Now, none of these things would have happened if my wife hadn't pushed me to be more intentional, right? I would have been the stuffy, uptight Enneagram One who would have worked on his birthday and saved the PTO day for something more important. But when I documented the list for this podcast, and I really looked back over each of the things that I did, I literally got tears in my eyes because these are the things, right? These are the days, the moments uh, that so easily can get traded in for less important things. Being the, the best employee, living out the strong worth, work ethic that I probably got from my dad, making sure that I'm always available so nothing falls through the cracks at work. But why? What for? Right? So the company I work for can keep churning out widgets that are here today and gone tomorrow? while sacrificing days like these, a day that I really won't forget, a day that allowed Tammy and I to connect and strengthen our relationship, a day that made a fun memory for a five-year-old, and a day that allowed me and my son to do one more thing together before he leaves home. And to think, I almost missed it. So what did I learn? What did I take from Friday? I took the fact that there are really big decisions in life, big ones that determine our future, and really decisions that either help us to experience the journey we're on, or decisions that just get us through it as fast as possible. What I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to learn, is to make those decisions that help me experience the journey and enjoy it. Today's topic transcending the decades. Number one, your birth year equals your generation. And number two through seven will be each of the different decades that I've lived in. Number one, your birth year equals your generation. So let me start at the top by just explaining where this whole idea came from. So the idea itself is really two years too late, but I'm going to do it anyways because I thought it was going to be fun. So Two years ago, I would have been the big 5-0, right? And walking through each of the decades, each of the five decades that I've been alive would have been a fun thing to do. But I missed it, right? I never even thought about it when I turned 50. But I'm still going to do it anyways, even though I'm 52. So I'm going to walk through each of the five decades that I've lived, and I'm going to talk about some of the big things that the world went through, some of the big things that I experienced, some of the big things that meant important things to me in each of those decades. But before we dive into that, uh, I thought it would also be good to discuss the whole generation thing. 
So I'm not going to walk through each of them, but I think it's important that we understand which generation we're part of and how that kind of positions us in time and how that position in time impacted us, right? It's not rocket science. Our birth year determines the generation we're part of. For me, that means I'm part of Generation X. I came directly after the baby boomers and I came directly before the millennials or the Gen Y generation. Now, Gen Xers were born between the years 1965 and 1980. And since I was born in 1970, I basically got to experience 10 full years of that generation and that upbringing. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm squarely within Generation X. Now, here are some distinguishing characteristics of my generation. And I took all of these from articles by Britannica.com, Parents.com, and FamilyEducation.com. So here are the characteristics of Generation X. Often dismissed as the slacker generation, especially in the 90s, although this description has been highly contested. Sometimes referred to as the middle child generation, uh, as though we were overlooked or forgotten in some way. Uh, We lived through the AIDS pandemic. We experienced the MTV culture. We watched the cultural landscape shift and saw the rise of the LGBTQ plus community. We grew up in dual income families or often in single parent households. We were often children of divorce. Uh, We were often latchkey kids. So we spent big parts of the day without adult supervision. We were the first generation to grow up with personal computers. So most of us grew up with some level of tech savviness. Uh, We experienced shaky economic times as children and as young adults. Um, Our generation is often viewed as being resourceful, independent, and able to maintain work-life balance. Uh, We tend to be more on the liberal side when it comes to social issues and more ethnically diverse than previous generations. Now, another interesting thing I found is, is how Gen Xers stack up as parents. So, As parents, Gen Xers are all about parenting. We were the first generation to use what we now refer to as the helicopter parenting approach. Unlike our boomer parents who famously let us just play outside until the streetlights came on, Gen X parents have a tendency to be far more involved with their children. Uh, They are a generation that focuses on learning, and they also are desire to know more about parenting and learn how to be better parents. They seem to care about the work-life balance. They understand the importance of individualism. They tend to support their children's choices. And finally, Gen Xers are a generation of volunteers and are often very involved in their kids' development through school, through sports, uh, dance, you name it. So I tell you all that because it's actually a significant part of who we are as Gen Xers, right? Or whatever generation you grew up in, right? That generation, the cultural norms, the social experiences, the events that happen in the world, all of those things play into the way that we experience the world. Now, I could probably do an entire episode just on transcending generations, but for now, just know that your generation is very important. And the more you understand it, the more you know about it, the better you'll understand yourself. That said, let's walk through the five decades that I've been part of, starting with the 1970s. 
But before we start, I'm going to let you in on the format that I'm going to use for each of the decades. So for each decade, I'm going to walk through the following things. My environment, big events, popular music, popular movies, and personal events. So I'm letting you know up front that this is the list, but there's another important piece. So when I list things like big events or popular music or popular movies, I'm not just listing the ones that show up on a list on the internet, right? I'm going to look through those lists, but then I'm going to pick the ones that had the biggest impact on me. So there may be large events that I don't list. There may be musicians or movies that I don't list that you feel are super important, but it's not because they weren't high on the list. It's because they didn't influence me the way they may have influenced you. So that said, let's jump in. 1970s. So my environment, um, I was born in Washington state. We moved to Minnesota for a year or so. And then I ended up in Illinois for first grade. And then we moved to Wyoming, and I was in Wyoming for second and third grade. Big events in the 70s. 1973, Roe v. Wade. Now, this didn't mean a lot to me as a three-year-old, but it obviously came full circle this year when it was overturned. 1977, the rise of the personal computer. Again, something that didn't greatly impact me at the time. However, had a huge impact on me later in life because it became one of my career paths. 1978, the Jonestown Massacre. Now, this might seem a little strange to add to this list, but for me, it's not because the traditional Christian upbringing that I received um, not only talked about this story, but actually taught about it. It was a cautionary tale about Jim Jones and others like him and how easy it was for them to create a cult, a cult that was dangerous, that caught people off guard, that lured people into a sense of false security, and ultimately over 900 people died because of this leader. Popular music of the 70s, the Eagles, Queen, ABBA, Elton John, Fleetwood Mac, Billy Joel, ACDC, Stevie Wonder, Aerosmith, Journey, and the list goes on and on. Popular movies. So I didn't watch a lot of movies in the 70s um, between birth and 10 years old, but there were a lot of movies that I eventually watched that had a big impact on me later in life. So movies from this era were movies like The Godfather, Star Wars, The Alien series, etc. Personal events. So as a young child, moving from Chicago, Illinois to Powell, Wyoming after first grade was a huge change in my life. Not just in the change of scenery or moving from a very suburban neighborhood into a very rural area, but it was also a very big thing for my family. So we left an area with lots of people, lots of activity. We moved to this little town in northwestern Wyoming where We didn't know anybody. The church we went to was very small. The school we went to was very small. And so it really forced our family to become more of a family, at least for a while. But we'll talk more about that in a minute. Next, the 1980s, starting with my environment. So in the 80s, 
Um, I lived in Wyoming from fourth grade until eighth grade. Uh, then at some point we moved back to Chicago where I went to high school. And then our family moved up to Southwestern Michigan um, where I attended college for my first two years. Big events, 1980, Ronald Reagan. Now I'm not sure why, but this just seemed to be a very significant event, not only at the time, but just looking back, uh, the Reagan presidency played a significant role in some of the things that I'm going to talk about next. 1981, the AIDS epidemic. So one of those scary things that we Gen Xers grew up with. 1983, the birth of the internet. Now, again, I didn't use the internet back then, but this was a huge development in terms of a career path that I would eventually go into. And it also greatly enhanced the speed at which society uh, was able to access information. 1985, Reagan and Gorbachev met and agreed to scale back on nuclear weapons. 1986, the shuttle tragedy. This one is just crazy. I mean, as a Gen Xer, when I look back, for some reason, the shuttle tragedy is one of the, the biggest things that stands out as a historical event that all of us probably experienced together. Why? My guess is that it was the first shuttle mission where one of the astronauts was a teacher. And so, so many schools across the country um, had, you know, pulled televisions into classrooms and they showed this launch, you know, to, to classrooms because it was a historic moment. And unfortunately, we all watched as tragedy took place. So very defining moment for many of us who saw that. 1989, the fall of the Berlin Wall. So this was a very big event for us. Um, I was a senior in high school at the time. And it was just one of those things that kind of suggested that the Cold War was coming to an end. And I think growing up within the Cold War era, it just had a sense of peace to it. It was like, oh, we've lived in this Cold War for so long. If it's coming to an end, the world is just going to become a better place. Popular music. I had a really hard time with this because everything to me was awesome about the 80s. <laughs> I feel like, I literally feel like the 80s was defined by its music, at least in my world. As a teenager, I was de deeply impacted by most of the artists of that decade. Michael Jackson, Madonna, U2, Prince, Bon Jovi, George Michael, Wham, The Police, Metallica, uh, Billy Joel, Journey, Van Halen, Guns N' Roses, uh, Whitney Houston, Duran Duran, and the list just goes on and on and on. And those are just groups that were usually at the top of every pop chart. Um, but there were other groups that had a huge uh, impact on me as well. Um, groups like Erasure, Yaz, Depeche Mode, Tears for Fears, Mr. Mr., In Excess. Again, this list is just way too long uh, for me to, to do a complete version of. And I don't know if it's similar for every generation, you know, that... Um, you know, a, a, a teenager who grew up in the 90s, if, if the 90s music would have as big of an impact on them as the 80s music had on me, I just know that 80s music is awesome. And I feel like it's just going to live on forever. So that's music. Popular movies, 
Indiana Jones, uh, Star Wars, Back to the Future, Die Hard, Top Gun, and basically all of those, you know, cheesy 80s coming of age movies like The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Stand By Me, Say Anything, Pretty in Pink, all of those types of movies. The, and the crazy thing is there's this, there's this strong overlap in, um, in just the feeling of the music and the movies and the culture and the, the angst, just everything about that decade was wrapped up in the music and the movies. And then the personal events. So in the eighties, um, I went through a season where my parents had separated for a while. Um, at the end of that, we moved from Wyoming back to Chicago. Uh, I spent two years at a day school in Hinsdale, Illinois. And then I spent two years, the last two years of high school at a boarding academy. Graduated from high school, uh, moved from Chicago to Southwest Michigan, um, started college, and basically just floundered a bit in college. I mean, I chose architecture when I went in. Um, eventually I switched over from that to sociology and criminal justice, but just, you know, unsure what I really wanted to do in life. Next, the 1990s. So my environment in the 1990s, uh, again, I lived in Southwest Michigan for probably the final three years of college. Then I moved to Illinois and worked at an orphanage called Mooseheart. Uh, moved back to South Bend, Indiana, and started working at a community mental health facility there, uh, which then led me to return to grad school. I realized you can't make any money in the mental health field, so you had to keep going in school if you wanted to at least um, have some possibilities. So I went back to grad school and continued to work in the mental health field throughout the 90s. Big events. 1991, Desert Shield. So many of us just assumed um, at that point that there would be a draft. That was a big thing that was getting thrown around. And it was a little scary because I would have been eligible for the draft. I would not have been in the first group because I believe they start at 18. I think they go 18, 19, 20. Um, so I would have been somewhere in there between 20 or 21 at the time for the draft if it, if it had been put into place. Um, 1992. Technically, the end of the Cold War with the dissolution of the Soviet Union. 1993, the creation of the European Union. Again, this just seemed like a huge step in the right direction, getting the countries of Europe to join hands and agree to work together. 1994, the birth of Amazon.com. Need I say more? Life has not been the same since. <laughs> 1996, uh, the Oklahoma Federal Building bombing. So this was one of the most dramatic terrorist attacks to date because it happened inside of our country. Um, and even though the person who committed the bombing um, wasn't a terrorist from another country, it was still considered a terrorist um, action. Also in 1996 was the cloning of Dolly the sheep. Now this was significant because it showed just how far we could go with the technology that we were creating, right? But it also opened in the, this interesting can of worms on ethics, right? Scientific ethics, the questions behind the progress that we were making. And it posed questions like this, just because we can do something, should we? 1998, 
the birth of the Google era. So similar to Amazon, a major step forward in the use of the cloud for search, document creation, file sharing, all of those sorts of things. Popular music. For me, music was kind of declining, uh, kind of fizzled out in the 90s, though there were still some pretty influential artists in the 90s. Celine Dion, Garth Brooks, Nirvana, Shania Twain, Green Day, The Cranberries, Enya, um, and many, many more. Popular movies, The Shawshank Redemption, Goodfellas, Pulp Fiction, Toy Story, Schindler's List, Silence of the Lambs, The Matrix, Titanic, Jurassic Park. Great, great decade um, for movies as computers were becoming more and more accessible, um, as computer animation and CGI was becoming a thing. Some of the movies that began coming out were just night and day difference from the movies of the 70s and 80s. Personal events. So in the 90s, I was basically finishing up college. Uh, Then I found my way, you know, kind of in the field of mental health. I realized I had to get my MSW. So I came back to school, got my MSW. I met my wife, uh, got married. We bought our first home and then we bought our first car. Now, the crazy thing is the last four or five things that I just mentioned all happened in the same year. 1999 was a massive year in my life. Everything from graduating with my MSW to getting married to buying a home to buying a car all happened in that final year of the decade. Next up, the 2000s. My environment, I was living in South Bend, Indiana, working at uh, mental health hospitals in the area. And then at some point, we moved from South Bend to Granger, which is just outside of South Bend. Um, And I spent time working at a church in Granger. So big events in the 2000s, starting off with Y2K. So technically, Y2K was a 1990s thing, um, but the fallout of Y2K was supposed to happen in the 2000s, right? So we all sat at um, the stroke of midnight on December 31st, and we all wondered if the world was going to end. Or was it just me? No, I think it was all of us, right? I mean, that's, that's what they talked about that whole day, the whole night. We all watched the ball drop, and we sat there waiting to see what happened. I think we expected, you know, car alarms to go off or lights or power to go out. I mean, that's kind of the way that they had built it up on the news, right? But again, nothing happened. 2001, we had 9-11. So again, a major terrorist attack on American soil. And it wasn't a localized thing. I mean, yes, it was a New York thing. Yes, it was our country reeling from this attack. But I believe it was a worldwide, a global event where the, the entire world realized that life had changed and would never be the same again. My guess is that everyone, no matter where you lived, would remember 9-11. 2002, the launch of the Department of Homeland Security. So again, this is a major change in the structure of our government, the ramifications of which we probably don't even really understand. At the time, I think it was explained to us that, yeah, you're going to give up some of your fundamental rights in order to keep our country safe, which is why everyone bought in. And they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever it takes, let's do it. Um, But today, I don't know that many people could explain 
what freedoms we gave up, what the government now has the ability to do, whether it's tapping phones or, um, you know, searching and seizing certain things because it's in our nation's best interest to do so. But again, this was the launch of the Department of Homeland Security, 2002. 2003, Desert Storm, the shock and awe campaign that basically ended the regime of Saddam Hussein. 2004, Facebook launches, and social media was off and running. 2006, Saddam Hussein was executed. 2007, the iPhone launches. Now, I put this one on the list because I think most of you would agree with me that the launch of the iPhone was monumental. Think about what we do in life today. Everyone around the globe has that little stick of technology in their pockets, right? And it all began with the iPhone. 2009, the first African-American president. So Barack Obama took office and he broke that color barrier. And in my opinion, it was like the perfect presidency. Now, I know he didn't do everything right. I know we had problems, but it just seemed to be eight years of calm, peace and this level of civility in the White House that obviously we have absolutely no sense of anymore. Popular music, Linkin Park, Coldplay, Beyonce, Pink, Alicia Keys, Rihanna, Lady Gaga, Usher, Shakira, Green Day, Miley Cyrus, etc. Popular movies, um, The Dark Knight, Batman series, uh, Lord of the Rings, Gladiator, Wally, The Born Identity, Avatar, Iron Man, Twilight, The Grinch. Again, a great decade for movies. Personal events. So in the 2000s, I really spent my time moving up the ladder in the mental health field. Um, but while I was doing that, I was also teaching myself web design and web development just for the heck of it. It was just fun. I liked it. I liked computers. I liked uh, the software that I was able to download and, and you know, play with and, and try to come up with things. It was very creative, and I, I had to have that creative outlet um, on the side. And then at some point, I switched careers totally. I started volunteering at a church that I was going to, doing um, some simple web stuff for them. And then at some point, I became the web director at that church. Um, at the same time, I started a blog called the Web Driven Church Blog, did that for a few years. And then I also wrote a, a book called Controversy Theory. It's never been published, but it was, it was a book that I wrote that really was me struggling to come to terms with how Christianity and pop psychology can play nicely together, right? And you'll see that that's become a, a theme, not only in my life, but also in the things that I do, including the Transcend Human podcast. And then finally, we started a family. So in this decade, we had three kids and just kept moving forward. The 2010s. So my environment in the 2010s, I lived in Granger. I worked at the church. Uh, and then at some point, Tammy and I decided it's really cold here. And there are other places in the country where it's not this cold. Maybe we should see if we could move. And we did. So we moved to Irvine, California. And I worked at a church 
for a while and then eventually worked for a design firm uh, in the area. Big events, 2011, Bin Laden was killed. Um, it was the culmination of, of all sorts of things that we were doing in Afghanistan, and it was really payback for the 9-11 terrorist attacks in our country. 2014, Russian annexation of the Crimean Peninsula. Now, I had no idea what this was back then. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't follow the news. So to me, it was just another war that was going on on the other side of the planet. But obviously today, um, we do understand because Russia invaded Ukraine and it's just more of the same. And then came 2016, <laughs> just when we thought things couldn't get crazier, uh, Donald Trump became president and it felt like it was literally a last minute turn of events, right? It, it never even occurred to us that Trump would become president, but it happened. And it has literally turned the political world on its head. Uh, traditional government, as we know it, was no more. Trump basically ushered in an era of lies, disruption, subversive behavior. And our political structure will take years, probably, to recover from, from the effects of that. Popular music, Adele, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, BTS, One Direction, Maroon 5, Katy Perry, The Weeknd, Post Malone, uh, Imagine Dragons, Selena Gomez, Billie Eilish, Sam Smith, Neon Trees. So many good um, musical artists that came out in the 2010s. Um, popular movies. So the Dark Knight series continues, The Avengers, Inception, The Social Network, A Star is Born, Parasite, Black Panther, The Joker, Interstellar. Again, lots and lots and lots of movies. Um, next up, personal events. So in the 2010s, I would say my struggle with alcohol definitely ramped up and, and reached kind of a, a fever pitch, if you will. I really struggled to find meaning in the work that I was doing. Um, at some point in there, we moved to California. I finally was able to stop drinking in 2017. So that was a massive um, change in my life and a huge blessing. Um, less than a year later, I think I was let go by the church that I was working at. And then Tammy was let go by the same organization about a year later. Definitely two of the hardest things that we've ever had to go through. Um, looking back now, we are more than happy. I mean, we, we look back and we're like, wow, God definitely took care of us, um, by getting us out of that organization. But at the time, it was definitely a difficult situation and very stressful on both of us. At that point, somewhere in there, I, I feel like I began the process of deconstruction. Um, I was able to see how God led us through some really dark times. Um, but since then, I've definitely struggled to return to any form of organized religion. Next up, the 2020s. So obviously we have not had a whole decade of this. We've only had a couple years. Um, but I wanted to talk about the 2020s a little bit as we wrap things up. So my environment in the 2020s, just continuing to live in Irvine, California. At this point, I'm working at a design firm in Corona, California. Big events so far, 2020, COVID-19, the virus that just kept on giving, right? 
<laughs> basically brought the entire world to its knees, very reminiscent of the Spanish flu or other global pandemics. But the impact that it had on people, on culture, on businesses, on society in general will probably never fully be understood. That led to unrest in 2020 and 2021, the death of George Floyd, along with other issues that were created by COVID, right? The shutdowns, mask requirements, vaccinations, boosters, all of those things just set off this powder keg in our country. We had protests, we had riots, we had looting. Um, and all that, in all of that came an extreme polarization between our political parties. Next came the 2020 election cycle, and we all know how that turned out. Election results were denied, failure to peacefully transfer power, complete lack of respect in the election process, all leading to the January 6th insurrection. 2022, the war in Ukraine. So we talked about Russia invading the peninsula a while ago, um, but this time Russia invades Ukraine in an attempt to literally resurrect the power of the old Soviet Union. Next up in 2022 was the historic um, Supreme Court decision, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, the court case that overturned Roe v. Wade. So I talked about how Roe v. Wade was put into place in 1973, back when I was um, in my first 10 years of life. And here it is coming full circle, right? An unfortunate bookend. Um, as Roe v. Wade was overturned. Next, we have Elon Musk purchasing Twitter, and it will most likely never be the same again. Uh, as you can see, we're off to an amazing start <laughs> in the 2020s, right? This decade is going to be crazy. Um, popular music, we have Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, uh, Billie Eilish, Post Malone, Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, in this day and age, it's just, it's crazy when you think about how, I would I shouldn't say easy, but the ability to create music and put it out digitally online is so much easier than in the past where you had to go through a very specific um, process to get your music to the mainstream, right? So there is the ability for so many more artists to be out there and to be heard. Um, and it's great. I mean, there's lots of different options. There's lots of different music. Um, I think at this point in my life, music just isn't quite what it used to be to me. But it is interesting and it is cool to watch your kids and to watch the the music that they gravitate toward and the music that they love to listen to. Um, so again, very interesting how a generation is influenced by these types of things. Popular movies, The Social Dilemma, Tenet, Don't Look Up, Top Gun Maverick, I mean, there are movies to talk about. However, it is interesting because of COVID, the movie industry all but shut down in the 2020s, right? You know, from, from 2020 till about end of 2021, there just were not movies being made. But eventually things came back, right? Slowly but surely, movies came back to the theaters, they reopened, and, and now we're kind of back up and running um, business as usual. But the other thing that's interesting to me and something that I feel like has really taken off since COVID is the ability for other platforms to create movies and not just like, you know, Hallmark movies or just B movies, but movies that literally could be at the theater, 
but aren't. So during COVID, I, I feel like um, platforms like Hulu and Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime, they all just ramped up their game and decided, you know what? Not only are we going to create television shows, but we're going to put out full-length movies with top-name actors and actresses. And so now, like when you when you think about the entertainment and the movies that are available, they're just tons and tons. Like the content has just exploded. Yes, there's movies you can go see at the theater, but you can open up Netflix and there's a new movie every other week, right? And they're top name actors and actresses in these movies. And so some of the movies I think that we're going to end up watching on some of these platforms may even be better than movies we see at the theater in the future. So let's wrap things up with personal events. So obviously, I struggled with the whole COVID thing, as we all probably did. The ability to travel or be social, to go out to eat, all of that stuff was taken away. The whole concept of working remote, uh, the lack of human interaction, that's a double-edged sword for me. On the one hand, I, I really like it. I like the ability to work remotely. I like the freedom that it gives. Um, but at the same time, I totally understand that if this continues, we'll have to be very intentional about getting out and doing things and maintaining those interactions with other human beings, right? Otherwise, it's going to be a crazy world if everyone's just sitting in their homes working and never interacting. The political polarization that has occurred in this decade has been crazy. I mean, I'm sure it's been this way in the past at times, but but I think we would all agree that there's just this level of polarization that has taken over our culture. Even though most of the people in the country, if you pulled, if you pulled everyone in the country, most people would be somewhere in the middle. Most people don't really have those extreme political um, agendas. But because the, the people who are at those extremes are so loud and they have so much of a controlling interest in our society, it's all you hear. And it's all you see. Then you've got the global unrest, right? The tensions between large countries, countries with nuclear capabilities. And for me personally, there's still this ongoing struggle with deconstruction and this inability to really connect uh, on, on any level with a local church. Uh, Tammy and I became a resource family. We got our first little kiddo. So that's been an interesting chapter for us. And I think it it really underscores what Tammy and I have have landed on when it comes to our worldview, right? We're not super connected to a local church. We're not, you know, that isn't our identity. And so we've really had to wrestle with that. What, what do we want to do? What do we want to be in our community? And I think what we've landed on is that we want to serve. We want to help by being a resource family, by taking in foster kids. We want to be positive and we want to put out those good vibes into the world. So let's land the plane. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for humoring me um, as I took that quick walk down memory lane. Uh, I hope you were able to jump in from time to time as I told my story and, and were able to see how your story intersects mine. Um, I would encourage you to do this exercise for yourself. You know, Go do some research. Go back through each of the decades that you've been part of. What things stood out to you? What world events impacted your life? What music had the big influence on you? What movies left a mark on your soul? 
And how did your story intersect all of those things along the way? Well, friends, that's it for today. Um, I hope you have a great week. And as always, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. If you're interested in the show notes for this episode, head on over to transcendhuman.com forward slash podcast and navigate to the episode you're looking for. On the website, you'll also find blog posts, podcast series, and other helpful resources to help you navigate the Transcend Human ecosystem. You'll also find links to our social media channels, and as always, if you have questions, feel free to contact us at info at transcendhuman.com. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you back here on Monday morning.